What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. This is Real Reality Realness with Sean Ellis Rogers, the podcast where I, your host, Sean, dive deeper into reality television than most people watching feel is necessary and replace stand culture with the protocol of the Human Resources Department. Join me five days a week as I dissect your favorite shows while getting to know my favorite content creators and personalities through their connections to reality TV. Lock in while I clock in, because we are about to get into it. Alrighty, welcome and welcome back to the show. This is Real Reality Realness. I am Sean Ellis Rogers and I put the mess in the message. I am also very excited to have this person on the show today. They're a cast member of Set It Off ATL, the executive producer and host of the talk show The Manual, creator of the apparel line Suavity by Styles, and a, a host of other things that I'm sure I missed. And I, for one, cannot wait to get to know them better. Ladies, gentlemen, and every gender or lack thereof in between, join me in welcoming to the show, Terrence Styles. Terrence <laughs> Styles, how are you feeling today? You know what, um, Sean, I'm doing pretty good. I can't complain. It's the holidays, you know, this is around the time when people are not always at their best or feeling their best. Um, depression sits in, anxiety sits in, they're missing their loved ones. But overall, I have to say that I'm, I'm blessed. I, I can't complain, and I'm just striving to do better as the new year progresses. I absolutely love that. I appreciate that. <laughs> of course. Tell my audience, who is Terrence Styles? Oh, that's such a good question. It's so it's a loaded question, Sean. Um, <laughs> Terrence Styles has evolved in his 43 years of living. Um, the Terrence Styles that I thought I was back in my mid to late 20s to my 30s is not the Terrence Styles that you hear before you. Um, I've learned so much probably in the last three to five years, um, knowing who I am, um, knowing more of who I am, knowing what I want, what I will tolerate, what I won't tolerate, and goals that I thought were in the past kind of resurfacing and even goals that I never thought were possible are happening. So I'm I'm a man that's human. I make mistakes. I'm not perfect. I don't um I I love hard on those that I allow into my my heart and my soul and my circle. And um I'm determined to to achieve and to progress progress in life and just be the best first man then black man then gay black man that I possibly can be just for myself first and then anyone else that will allow me to be me in their presence then they can see that who I am and um and understand the path that and journey that I've come so far into enduring and where I'm trying to progress and uh, ultimately achieve in my life so that's me in a nutshell that's beautiful thank you of course Let's go back a little bit. Sure. When did you fall in love with reality TV? 
when did I fall? I don't know if I've actually fell in love with reality TV. I always, yeah. it was um, it was almost like that. Uh, how can I describe? It's almost like when a friend tells you about this new drink that, or mm-hmm. new food, or new um, cologne or body oil. They're like, wow, really? Well, let me try that. Let me see. Let me see what that's you know what that's like. Let me give it a try. Let me not. Let me just not judge it. Let me just see for myself if I can endure it. If it's if it's good on my palate. If it if it if it smells good on my my already my you know my aroma in my body, my pheromones in my body or what have you. And so that's kind of how reality TV has been for me. I wouldn't say that I fell in love with it. Um, there are some people on reality TV that I enjoy watching. Um, but overall, reality, some of the things that happen in reality TV are not my piece of, um, not my favorite piece of cake, if you will. But I understand some of the things that transpire. But I think um, because of entertainment, one, and then two, it's real life. Because let's just be honest, the, the, the first three letters, the first three letters, four letters in real is reality. And so we have to understand that some things that are really happening is going to transpire on reality TV. So. Absolutely. Do you think that there was a reality star that you've seen through your time watching reality TV that made you feel represented enough to make you want to pursue it for yourself? Not in a not in a um, gay black man uh, state of point. No. Um, but watching the females that have been on, the, the one that really stands out to me that I can probably. I would say 98%, 97 to 97% relate to um, that I've watched over the years is Candy Barrett. Um, she relates to me as far as personality-wise. Um, and really, if you don't, you know, you don't start nothing, won't be nothing. Um, but also speak her mind when necessary. When she sees meth happening or sees someone being fake or phony in her presence, she's going to be like, hey, you're going to confront the person. Like, hey, what's going on? That type of thing. So I have to say, on the female uh, perspective, I would say Candy Barrett, but not on a gay black male perspective, no. I have not seen anybody. Okay, absolutely. Let's jump into your experience a little bit. Sure. Tell me about what made you want to go out for Set It Off ATL and what was the casting process like for you? Well, that is, I'm so glad you asked me that. Okay, so Sean, as we just spoke about reality TV, there has not been anybody that I've seen that represents I'm just going to use me because we're talking about me um, on reality TV. I've seen a lot of, I've seen um, gay black men on reality TV, but for me, they've been more of our cisgender um, representative accessories, if you will, or our, our good good Judy sure. or our assistants or our hairstylists, makeup artists, wardrobe stylists, what have you. And so for me, I was like, that's just a small percentage of who we are. Um, I'm not, I'm a, I'm a gay black man that I don't wear you know, heels and purses and hair and makeup and all these things. And that's nothing, I'm not shying away any, you know, for anybody that does that, that's not what I'm doing. What I'm saying is that I can't, I don't, I don't identify with any of them. And so I decided right. to do reality TV because I know that there are people out there that can identify with me, whether you don't like me, whether you like me, whether you tolerate me, or you just can't stand me from a can of paint. There's, I wanted to mm-hmm. show somebody that at least they could see some representation of uh, a gay black man on, although it's not on main television or main network, but it can turn on sure. a, yeah, their YouTube or what have you and see, oh my gosh, okay, I can relate to Terrence in some form or fashion. No, I might not like what he say or how he say it, 
But overall, I mean, I get where you're coming from. I like his style, I don't. Or at least you see a different perspective of our community on uh, a web, digital web uh, reality show. And the, the audition process, um, to be honest with you, initially, I don't think they wanted to go with me because one, I was a bit older and I don't think at this time they were looking to get older people. But when I was older, Two, um, I think I was maybe a little bit more progressed in my what I wanted to do. And then three, I don't think they found that I would be able to bring drama because they didn't sense that I was a, a drama-filled, messy-type person, if you will. I could be wrong in what I'm stating, but um, I think initially that's why. But I think as time went along, Set Off Atlanta went through so many stages of um, cast members. We've been um, Set Off Atlanta has been in the in the in the works for wait um, a little right before the pandemic, if I'm not mistaken, maybe a year before the pandemic. And so, mm-hmm. and then when the pandemic happened, it switched up some things. Some people dropped off. Some people can handle it, and some people were just disrespectful to the process. So, um, and so I kind of stuck around. Initially, I, I came on and I I decided not to do it because I went through this tumultuous uh, breakup. And then, like two weeks after my breakup, my mother's husband passed. So I was not in a healthy um, mental state at that time and I think if I just had enough enough um, strength to go through with it part of me wish I would have been able to, to do it still do it then to show people the where I was and where I am now um, so when I mm-hmm. started filming I filmed like shortly after I went I kind of dissolved the relationship and was coming out of the depression and state of mind so it still showed a little bit of that but not as much as if I was if I was well engulfed in it, so. Um, but yeah, that was the, that was the process. Yeah, that was the process. Nice. Now tell me, what story did you sign on to tell when you made the decision to do set it off? You know what? I don't like that word story or storyline. Um, it's, it's life. Sure. This is my life, um, Sean. And, and rather, camera's going to be in, in part of my life or not. I'm still going to live it. So it wasn't something mm-hmm. that I like. Oh, I need to set out and do this. I think when I first the first um, season or the policy as they call it, it I was just I'm coming out of um, a house that I was um, in especially when I was in my relationship and I was and I bought a new home just on, by mm-hmm. myself so I think it was showing I wanted to show the transition of coming right coming from my breakup and leaving a house that I spent a couple years with my partner at and then I'm moving into my own home by myself and starting anew with life being single dating possibly um you know owning my own home having a mortgage having these uh really adult responsibilities not a grown-up the difference between a grown-up and an adult it's really adult responsibility and so i think it was just showing i wanted to show the transition of where i was and where i'm going and the endless possibilities that come from that Can you hear me? Oh, I'm sorry about that. Um, Did you join reality television for yourself to represent your community? Or do you think that it was a combination of the two? Um, It was a combination of the two, most definitely. I definitely wanted to represent for um, the community in some form or fashion. Like I said previously, just somebody that if they saw the show, they could see somebody that they could relate to within me, regardless if they 
like what I said, didn't like what I said, what I had on, whatever the case may be, for their for their desire for their own personal state of mind. Um, and for myself, because like I said, I I never I don't see people that look like me. Um, yes, gay men, black men, yes, but not in the all essence of of giving multi dimensions of gay black men. I just didn't want. We're just not accessories to our cisgender women that we, you know, with their hairstyles and makeup bars and we wear heels and makeup and all this other stuff. We're all so many things. We are professionals. We have we have children. We, you know, we have husbands. We we run businesses. We have, you know, all these things. And so I wanted to show a, just the, you know, various, almost like the rainbow. There are different uh, spectrums of the rainbow when it comes to our community. And that's what I wanted to showcase. 100%. For the people who don't know, how long have you been on the show? Oh gosh, I've been. This is the second season, actually. But I, of course, I've been on prior to. Like I said, if we went through multiple um, transitions with the show, like right before the pandemic. So this has been in work for, multiple, for a few years, but we finally was able to put out something last year uh, for the masses, and now we're in the second season. So we're in the middle of the second season, actually. Nice. How is filming for you now walking on set different than your first time ever filming a scene um for me i think it's um i know who i am i i know that this is my life i don't have a storyline this is my life whether people like it or not um and what my responses are gonna be what my responses are it's not gonna be manufactured it's not gonna be made up you know um, it's, it's gonna be whatever I feel at that moment um, I think before I wasn't I didn't know what to expect I it's one thing I'm watching reality TV um, or reality digital series versus being on one and so I wasn't really sure what I what I you know what I was gonna actually get myself into and how I was gonna be represented and normally I don't really care about what people think of me but that's how I felt in the beginning now I really don't I don't care if you I think one episode, I think the last episode um, I said in my confessionals, please don't like me. That means that's less I gotta <laughs> communicate. I don't have to communicate with you. I don't have to entertain you. I don't have to get to know you. So please don't like me. I, I prefer you not to like me. So, and that's kind of the state of mind that I'm, that I'm in and, and what I'll probably continue to be in. I can relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Now, when it comes to your castmates, what percentage of your cast would you say are your actual friends versus just being your coworkers? Oh my gosh, it's a it's a very low number. Uh, oh. I would have to say this. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very 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 low number. Um, I do. I would have to say this. This season, um, I brought my best friend on that I've known over fifteen years. So that's my that's my that's my best friend. Um, so his name's Liam King Liam. Um, and then shout out to Liam. I have, yeah, and then last season, the only friend that I had on the show was Enrique. So Enrique, um, Enrique fan, uh, Papa Smurf, he's my friend. And then there are some that I've um, either I am getting to know that could possibly be friendship. There, there are like maybe one or two that I can consider friends from the show. And there are some that are I'm cordial with, and there's some that I don't excuse my language, but I don't fuck with. So. Um, oh, you can curse. Yeah. We encourage that over here. <laughs> yeah, so it's a, it's a, it's quite a few that I don't fuck with, but it's there's some I'm, I'm cordial with, and some I'm, I am getting to know to see where it goes. And there may be like two or three that I can say are friends. Um, and then of course I have my best friend King Liam and then Enrique. So the two or three that I would say friends, I would say um, it's a new cast member named Tony Harper. Him and I have developed um, friendship. And there's a young lady. Oh my gosh. 
she's a beautiful soul. Her name is Shanti to the love goddess. She is mm-hmm. someone that I definitely would call a friend. Um, and then I, there are others that I'm um, building friendships, you know, possibly building friendships, getting to know more. Um, Antonio, I can consider a friend as well. Um, and then there are others who I'm, I'm trying to get to know to possibly see if friendship can be built or if we could, you know, just be in the court if they want an associate. So, um, so yeah, that's where I am. Okay. Now, which dynamic do you prefer? Do you prefer going through this reality TV process with the people who you feel like are your real friends, who you feel like are your ride or dies, or do you prefer to just show up, clock in, do the scene, and go home? Um, at first, I was more of the that latter part, and I kind of still am now. Um, I don't. One thing about parent styles is that I'm a I, I, I'm a loner. Like um, I'm an only Same. child in real life. I'm an only child, so I've learned to be a loner. So I don't rely on my friends to gaslight me, to pump me up, to make me do something that I don't want to do. I am my own man, period. I don't, there are some people who are on the show who have to have friends on the show to pump them up, who have to have a sidekick or a good duty on their, on their hip to like to pump them up and gaslight them or whatever you want to call it, but I don't need that. So my the people that I call my friends, the people I'm getting to know to possibly be friends, I don't. I, they're just um, a bonus, if you will. They're not necessary. I can come in. There have been this season. There have been scenes where my best friend wasn't around, and I've shot sure. scenes. You know what I mean? So there's there's been scenes where Enrique, who was my friend, who was my friend, who was my friend last season, wasn't around, and I shot scenes by myself. So I don't need, I don't need that. You know, I don't need that to to progress within the show or to feel comfortable on set. And if I don't feel comfortable, then I don't feel comfortable. It's not because my friend or my best friend isn't beside me. It's just maybe right. the energy isn't right or the people I just like, I don't, I, don't, I don't fuck with these people right now. So can we just get this done so I can leave? So it's just a combination of the two and it depends on who I'm around when I'm filming. Sure. Now, how do you think your show Set It Off stands with and stands apart from the other shows in this LGBT web reality space? Um, I think it stands with because it's a LGBT, you know, Q plus um, community and it's telling a story from that standpoint, if you will. So definitely that's how it stands with. But apart, I would definitely say because we have, with Center of Atlanta and, and um, a lot of other um, digital web reality shows don't do is that we don't... Um, we have others don't have mature adults on the show, so there are. Mm. Let me go down to number one, two, three, four. There are six um, adults <laughs> okay. on the show. Um, they call us elders. They call us golden girls. They call us old. They call us call us senior citizens. But we range from the I age love of forty. It. Yeah, we range from the age of forty-one to I think fifty-five, fifty-two, something like that. Nice. Um, yeah, so it's six of us, and so the six of us, and then there the rest are like their mid thirties to their late twenties, and so um, there are other digital web series that are on YouTube doesn't, you know, if, I, if I'm not wrong, um, doesn't have that, and so a lot of oh, the other shows have right very, yeah, they have very young, maybe like your early thirties, you know, mid to late twenties on the show, and so us, that's how we stand out. Because, let, let, again, it goes back to what I said. There are all spectrums of our community out here in the world. They're not just young um, gay black men 
on the show. There are older gay black men around, so there are they're 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 out here. So we have stories as well. We don't all, we don't have it all either. There are still some things that we're trying to uh, learn and progress in and to, to reach our goals. But we also can, you know, teach the the younger ones. Hey, don't do what we done. Or sometimes we have to let them fall in that face so they can have a better understanding about life choices and you know making the decisions that are right or wrong depending on where they're trying to go in life so i don't think that some of the younger cast members give us that respect we tried our best to try to give them that um have we fall short i'm sure some of us have but um but yeah that's the that's the the difference in how we stand with and stand apart from all the other web digital reality theories i love that dynamic i love that dynamic it's and as somebody who's in their early 30s, I'm 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 31, but I project myself to be 50. Um, <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> that's just just because I've always grown up thinking older than I was. Like like when kids my age were listening to like TLC and like Britney Spears, I was listening to like Grace Jones and like Sylvester. So mm-hmm. I just you know, I've always been in a different place, but like I would have been like, like if I were to join your show today, I would be right up under y'all. I would be right with the Golden Girl. I'd be like, put me with the eldest honey, put me with the grown folks, put me at Maya, put me at Maya Angelou's table down to the poetic justice barbecue, please. Right, yeah, I've been that way too. Now, when I'm, you know, growing up, I, I was much. My mentality was older than what, what my age was, so I can definitely relate to you on that. I never was into the people in my own age, what they were doing. I was always not saying that I was better than them, but that just wasn't where my sure. my mindset was. So, I, yeah, come on over. It's, it's more room at the table for you, for sure. I love that show. <laughs> Now, let me jump to your other show, The Manual, and we'll circle back to set it off. Okay, okay. Tell my audience what The Manual is and how did that show come about? Because I think this show and the entire concept of this show is incredible. Oh, thank you so much, Sean. Oh, God. The The Manual started when I moved to, actually it started before I moved to Atlanta. So almost over eight years ago, it was something that I wanted to do. It was something on my spirit. I just, you know how you think about something, like I want to do this, but your mind is still set on whatever you were doing and you just haven't put time on the side to really fine tune it and figure out what it looked like. That's kind of how it was for me. And then when I moved to Atlanta, I hit the ground running trying to find a cast that would be great for the show or what have you. So it went through different um, transitions, if you will, different faces that I had a part. I think maybe went through like three, three, about three processes to kind of get it to where it it was or what you've seen so far. Um, but the manual is a is a talk show for I want to say you know for men primarily men to have a conversation. It's almost like not necessarily barbershop talk, but just men to be able to have some hardcore conversation without judgment, without somebody you know talking about them, without them you know with them. You know, if they want to be vulnerable, be vulnerable. If they want to tell their story, their, their back history, be able to do that. So it was just that kind of platform. But I also wanted to make sure that I incorporated all men, men from all walks of life, whether you were straight, bisexual, um, gay, if you were a trans man. I wanted all of that to, and even culturally, you know, no matter your culture, 
no matter your ethnicity. I wanted to include that as well. And the, and also, there's an episode where I include women. I include a straight woman, a bisexual woman, a transgender woman, a lesbian woman. And so um, I wanted to incorporate that so these at least one episode, people, females who watch can relate to somebody within that, that, that panel of, of women at the same time. So it's just an opportunity to just exhale, to be vulnerable, to tell your story, to chime in on different topics or different situations that maybe you can relate to that you went through in your life. And just a manual, just a guide of what, you know, what we what we go through and how we could possibly hit, um, be able to reach out and hit other people um, at the same time that can be, can, that can relate to what it is that we're talking about. Absolutely love that. I highly recommend everybody under this sound of my throat, please. <laughs> Do not walk, run, and click your ass over to the um, manual. Please and thank yes, you. Yeah, please. I, yes, on the pop up for pop up production um, uh, YouTube channel, please. And I'm working on season two next year, so yeah. I will include the link to the seat. I'll include the link to the season in the description of the episode, so so um they can click it and go straight to it from this podcast. Because awesome. I. Yeah. I binge watched it. It was incredible. Wow. I love that oh, show. Thank so much. You. Yeah. Oh my God. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm working on season two um next year. So hopefully before the end of next year it'll be out. So I'm looking forward to the next the next journey of it, see what that looks like. Um a lot of people said they liked it. I just wasn't sure if that was something I wanted to do because I actually sat on the first season for quite some time because I was that was filmed back in before the pandemic. So that that was filmed in like mm. 2018, 2019. Uh, nice. And then I sat on it because I didn't know where I wanted to release it. And then when I became a part of the Pop Up Productions family, and, and once um, the first season of Set It Off went off, then I was like, "Hey, I have these seven episodes that I've been sitting on. Is it possible I could release it on the channel?" And, they, and my EP um, Brandon, he said, "Yeah." So that you know, it's sometimes you just gotta hold on to things. People want things so mm-hmm. much. They want people live in this microwavable world. And they think that yeah. everything has to be handed to them like right then and there. Sometimes you just Instant gotta gratification. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta sit. You gotta you gotta clean the meat. You gotta um, season the meat. You gotta marinate the meat. You gotta cook the meat. You gotta. And people don't do that anymore. And so something just said, just yes, it's all done. It's ready to go. But just sit on it. Wait. Don't just just throw it out there. And so that's what I did. And and even though I filmed it, what almost four years ago, or four years ago. Um, there was some of the things that we talked about were still relevant. Of so course. it wasn't like the things that I spoke were dated, if you will. They were re- still relevant pieces or re- relevant topics that that were on the show. So um, I'm excited about the new go round and see what happens and what people decide to be a part of it and how all it all comes together. So like I said, hopefully it'll be re- it'll be released before the end of next year. Um, and yeah, so I'm looking to possibly start filming when the weather breaks. And you know, see what happens. I want to film maybe eight to ten one-hour episodes this time since I did thirty minutes last round. Thirty, I did between fifteen and thirty minutes last time. So it's, you know, it's all about um, evolution, if you will. And so I'm a person that takes my time. I don't rush. I, you know, but I get I get stages, and so this is the next stage and phase that I'm in. I absolutely love that. Thank you. Thank you. What's been the most impactful sentiment specifically or interview as a whole that you've taken from doing that show? Um, oh, that's a good one. 
I probably would have this. It's two of them actually. It was a, I think it was the first episode called his. If you re, if you look at it, it's his story, but it's history. Mm-hmm. But I said his story. So just I'm getting a little bit more um, into the, the the panelists, the male panelists, and their stories of their upbringing, where they came from, what they've been, what they dealt with, how they overcome those things, or even if they didn't overcome those things, they're still struggling with it or try to figure it out. So I probably have to say that one. And I probably have to say the second will probably be when I had um, the female uh, panelist um, in her in her shoes when they gave their perspective of being women and what that looked like. And even like I said, we had a transgender woman on, Tony Bryce, who has been on um, P Valley. I had her on, mm-hmm. and she she has been um, been able to you know tell her story. So it was just it was very enlightening to to get their point of view as well. So I think. I'm gonna to try to repeat that and have um, another episode where it's just a panel of females and try to have a lesbian, a, a bisexual woman, a gay woman, I mean, um, a straight woman and a transgender woman who wants to, um, and even if it's the same women or, or change it up a bit, but I definitely wanna have another episode just catered to women for sure. That's absolutely beautiful. I cannot wait for that. Thank you. Of course. Jumping back into set it off. Lord have mercy. Yes, set it off. <laughs> You're safe. It's okay. You're in a no, safe I'm place. No, I promise. No, I'm safe with you. It just, it, it just set it off. I shout. That's a, ooh, that's a journey this season. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, well, in that line of thinking, what's been mm-hmm. the hardest thing for you to film over the course of your two seasons? And since you said this season has been a doozy specifically, what's been the hardest thing of season two for you to say? That you um, can actually say. Oh gosh. The hardest this season, well, I will probably say, it's already aired actually. Um, mm-hmm. I, I had a uh, rift, tip, all it out argument, I don't know, however you want to call it, with a cast member who's no longer, no longer a part of the show, so I won't mention his name. But I'll probably Not say that. <laughs> I probably would say that. I want. I don't want to say the hardest. I would probably say that was the the side that I, of me that I really didn't want to come out because right. one, I was not embarrassed, but my mother taught me better to have better manners in someone's home, and so I felt so bad, not about the rip, but a, a bad that I that happened at one of the new cast member Tony's home because I was I came to Tony's house that particular scene to get to know him better because we didn't hit it off like right away but we didn't have like no bad blood we just didn't hit it off right away and so I purposely came to get to know him better um right. and then for, the, for for to go left with that other person I just felt so bad that I disrespected his home because I don't I don't I, I, because last season my home was disrespected and I know what that feels right. like and so I was so like I was so like apologetic overly apologetic to him because I was like oh my god I'm I'm so sorry that that happened that is not who I am that is not how I conduct myself I'm sorry that things went left so I would say that was the hardest because I my mother taught me better and I that was not how that was supposed to go I was not it was not supposed to disrespect his home and me to go off the way I went off um at that time so I have to say that was the hardest and um last season was the same thing it was I, I was disrespected in my home so I probably have to say in my new house to be on to be on top of that. But um, congratulations, me and that, me, yeah, me and Black, thank you, me and Black got through that. So that's you know I'm not reliving it. I'm just 
devastating. That's what the hard thing was last season. Yeah. So for me to come back around and I do that to somebody else's home to be disrespectful, I was like, damn, Terrence, why, you know, you know better and you allow yourself to go to another level. And I wasn't, that initially, Sean, I wasn't, that's not where I was going at all. But, but sure. it's, it's, it's kind of hard well, when you're trying to express to somebody how their character was changed and they think that you're coming from them and that wasn't the case and then they start mm-hmm. like really going off on you unnecessarily and then so you have to come to a place where you feel like you have to defend yourself you know and so right. again I just felt really bad that I disrespected Tony's home and that was so not that was so not where it was supposed to go and that was so that's so not who I am and so like I said and I'm still apologetic to him like sometimes I'll say Tony I'm so sorry he's like oh, I, you already said it I got it you good I'm like cause that's just not I don't disrespect people so that just that was very hard for me. So, well, Tony, if you end up listening to this podcast, <laughs> he will. I'm sure he will. Sorry, child. <laughs> Forgive the man. It's all right. Yeah, he, he can keep the He has learned his lesson, child. Yeah, the crazy thing is I'm about to see Tony in probably in an hour, so I probably tell him I'm sorry again. <laughs> well, when you do, tell him I said, hey, chill. I will, I will do that. <laughs> now, to flip the energy a bit, what's sure. been the most fulfilling thing for you to film once that at all? Oh, I'm glad you asked me that. So, um, it shows this season I was able to um, have, showcase my acting. Um, film, me filming nice. a movie, me, me filming uh, a digital series. Uh, also, congrats! Um, thank you. Also, yeah. uh, the logo for my new apparel line. Um, also, me um, styling someone um, for my apparel line. I'm hoping they show that. Uh, but I have a commercial that they've been showing with that. And also, okay. something that I always wanted to do. I wanted to do an adult prom, and I was able to do that. So um, nice. and my mom, my mom came. Some of my family members came to be able to um, do my first adult prom with my loved ones and some cast members from the show was definitely a, a treat as well. That's awesome. So, talk to me about the creation of Suavity. Am I saying that right? One. You are saying it wonderfully. Yes, it is Suavity. You got it. You got it. Word. Because yeah. I practiced that. I was like, listen, <laughs> listen. I yes, love the creativity of my people, but y'all be putting me to the test sometimes. I, I was like, okay. But I'm also a Virgo and I overthink everything. So it's really not a hard name to say. I'm just no. bangy as fuck. Right. But, <laughs> talk, but talk to me about Swabity. How did you come to that? Tell me about the creation of of the logo and how much do you think we're gonna see in the season okay so suavity okay let me take it back before suavity came about so probably in the past probably in the past almost six years i was on this ride of always wearing um work you know i work out working working on my body so i was like okay i'm cute i'm fit uh, you know and so i started work. wearing crop tops crop tops and headbands. Mm. I just started wearing crop tops and headbands. And so it went on for a long time. People were doing, when it was warm, people was like, who rocking these? How many crop tops you got? How many headbands you got? And so, after a while, people was like, you need to do, you need to have a, a starting a pearl line with crop tops and headbands. And I just, I'm wish people wear, I'm wish whatever. 
you know, but I come from a fashion background. Like I produced fashion shows for years. I was a, I've, I've hosted fashion shows, you know, all wardrobe stylists for over 10 years. So I've done those things. So I was like, child, yeah. whatever. I'm just, I'm just being me. And then it just kept happening. It kept happening. It kept happening. Like people are like, when you coming out with your crop top and headbands? I'm like, what? I'm not coming out. No, I'm not no designer. I'm not just, I ain't got time. I don't feel like all that. That's just too much. <laughs> so last year, yeah, I think last year I heard it like, I was like, okay, maybe this is something I need to do. Because I'm hearing this too much. So I have, um, I have, uh, her name is Tamika Chapman. She has a boutique in Baltimore called The Style Lounge. I met her years ago when we both were doing retail. And I call her my big sister. I said, I call her big sister gorgeous one. So we were going through back and forth and she was like, you should, you should do it. You should, should, you should do it. You should do it. I was trying to figure out what name or whatever. And so at first, before that, I was going to come out, I was doing these jackets that I was bringing mm-hmm. out, like I was stoning them or what have you. Yeah. And so I started that first. And I was showing her, I was sending her pictures or whatever. And I was like, maybe I should start doing this as a line or whatever. And she was like, I was coming up with different names. And then she was like, well, what about the, you know, process of hip bands you want to do over here? I was like, yeah, what about you? So she was like, won't you name it? She the one that gave me the name. She said, Suavity by Style. And I was like, hmm. Suavity by Style. I think I like that. Because I was calling, I was coming up with some other stuff. I can't even remember what the names were. But she said, <laughs> Suavity by Style. And I, I kept saying it to myself and out loud. Suavity by Style. Suavity by Style. And it was November of last year, she gave me the name. And so I sat on it for a minute. And then you, as an episode, I forget what episode, it was like three or four, I think it is, you see me sitting down with my photographer, videographer, who also does web um, design and things of that sort and logos, um, Ralph, um, with a red brand, um, sat down with him and he was starting my logo. So that was in March of this year. It was that the logo came about, came to fruition, and then I started just getting, you know, I started like reaching out to different manufacturers or different. Well, I would go on, just go on like getting wholesale um, crop tops, different styles, like one of a kind stuff, just to get a sample to put it out there and see what people thought, and then headbands on the same time. And they had, and I just literally started putting it out in October. So the the IG page is Swappy by Styles. You can some of the stuff that's on there i'm getting new inventory just about is try to get it at least once a month but right now i'm in the trial stage if you will to kind of just see what trying to find to what avenue to actually focus on because i'm doing hoodies now because it's cooler i'm doing hoodies and sweatshirts um i still have crop tops i have t-shirts and things of that sort and i'm doing like trucker hats and of course my headbands but i'm just trying to fine tune so right now it's more on the trial stage and just kind of get a feel of where I want to go with it. So, yeah, that's kind of how Suavity by Styles came about, you know. So, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Congratulations on that. Thank you so much, Sean. I appreciate it. It's, 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 a, uh, it's, 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 it's a doozy. It's, it's not easy. And um, I'm, on, I'm here for the journey and see what happens. And, you know, like I said, I, it just, literally, I just put it out right, before, I think, around the time the show started. I was being very calculated with that. I was like, all right, the show's nice. starting here. I need to start this now because, so I did it th- around the time the show came about. So latter part of October is when it all manu- um, came to fruition and I started putting out some, some inventory and some samples. And it's been, you know, selling. It's like, you know, it's like almost like the little engine that could. So it's, 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 it's progressing. And then, of course, I wear I wear the inv- some of my inventory in my confessional so people can see and um, there's commercials. So I'm very, you know, very strategic in how 
I, I get it. So, um, so yeah, we'll see what what happens. We'll see what happens around this time next year. How how Suave's doing? <laughs> very nice. Very very nice. What has reality TV taught you about people? Not to use that word, that F word loosely. Um, I and when I say the F word, I mean friends. Friends. Um, a lot of people, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of people <laughs> on this, yeah, a lot of people on this cast use that word. It's like it's like Sean. I, I meet you today, and then tomorrow I'm calling you friend. I don't know you from a can of paint. I don't know. I haven't right. seen you in all. I haven't seen you in all four seasons plus some, and I'm just gonna meet you for you. Oh, how are you gonna call me a friend? Like you haven't seen me. You haven't seen me when I'm happy, when I'm mad, when I'm depressed, when I'm excited, right. when I'm sad, when I'm about to fuck somebody up. You haven't seen me in these levels. So people on this show call each other friends so loosely. And I'm like, and then five minutes later they're ready to cut the bitch. I'm like, well, you just call them your the Judy, you're the friend. Like I'm confused. So if, any, if, not, right. if, if, if reality hasn't taught me anything, it's taught me not to use that F word. And I'm an advocate. So like you, I said it last season. I'm an advocate. Y'all need to stop saying that F word. Y'all need to stop saying that F word. Have you seen? Have y'all seen each other in all four seasons? No. And then you need to stop calling that person your friend. So, like, I, that's why you asked me earlier how many friends. I don't have. I don't have a lot of friends on this. On this that's a part of this cast. I can count on one hand, and I'm fine with that. I'm so fine with that. I totally get that. Yeah. Do you think you found yourself yet? Do I think I found myself? Um, I think I'm like 85 to 90 percent there. Okay. I found myself. I've come so far in knowing who I am and finding myself. And the other percentage is it's not necessarily about finding myself. It's, it's kind of like I'm trying to figure out where's my destination. But with, with with that knowing what my destination, I'm trying to. I'm doing my best, Sean. I have a very hard time doing this, and I think I'm coming along pretty well with it but I have a hard time enjoying the journey I have a very hard time with doing that because I'm so focused on trying to get to the destination that I'm not enjoying the journey so I'm trying to do my best I'm still a work in progress but I'm trying to do my best to enjoy the journey you know what I mean it's like living in the moment I have a hard time with living in the moment because I'm so I'm still thinking about the future and that's how I feel I'm I'm so focused on the destination that I'm not enjoying the journey but I'm trying to do my best it's still a work in progress and I'm trying to do my best to enjoy the journey to my destination so that's why I say that's why I say I'm like 85-90% there because I'm still trying to work on that part of my life as a Virgo and as a workaholic I completely understand you on that one yeah you know you know actually um, my best friend King Liam he's a Virgo shout out to hey Virgo <laughs> <laughs> yep he's a Virgo Hey, astrological friend, word. Right. <laughs> now, what does the person you found today say to your younger self in retrospect? What does the, you said you're how old today? I'm 43. What does the 43-year-old person that you found today say to the 23-year-old self that you look back on from time to time? Oh, um... I say, uh, don't give up. Um, I look back at the 23-year-old. I say, don't give up. Um, at 23, I was only a year into being out. So mm-hmm. I would tell the 23-year-old that don't put yourself in a box and don't allow anybody else to put you in a box. Um, be more, I would tell my 23-year-old self, like, be more open to your sexuality, be more open, but also be mindful. Um, you're gonna go through some heartbreak, but it's gonna it's gonna help you to be 
have thicker skin. You're gonna be your most strongest self. And once you come out of it, you're gonna be your most strongest self mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially. You're gonna you're gonna be your most strongest self that you could ever possibly be, and um, and be able to hold on to that. And if possible, if there's somebody that comes along that that you find some similarity to how you how that was for you, give them allow to be the vessel for them. So I would probably say those things. I sure. love that. I, yeah, and I have actually have said when I look back on my life, especially in my twenties, I have said those things to my twenty year old self in some form or fashion. Maybe not the exact words, but some form or fashion. Sometimes I do re- go back. And I'm like, wow, where I was at twenty three and now forty. Because twenty years ago, it's like it's a big change. It's a big difference. Big, 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 huge difference for sure. How does Terrence Styles want to be remembered? You giving me a Tony Childs moment. Oh my God! <laughs> Listen, I was—I had the privilege of being raised on black television, so I only get the excellent styling. We specialize yeah, in results you, over here, right? Do you remember that episode though, when when Tony went to um went to therapy when her and Joan was having friction and she went to therapy and she said she said when she was getting afraid of is how people will forget her, they won't remember. Ten million her. percent. Ten yes, million percent. So, That's why and, I, I wrote that question for the podcast was because of that episode. Yes. Oh my gosh, Sean, that is I oh my god that I have a Tony Childs moment maybe once a month. Mm. It's so crazy you it's so crazy you ask me that because there are times where I feel like people that I've that I've made an impact on life or that I've touched in some form of fashion that I'll be I'll be for I'll be forget forgot. Um but I wanna be remembered for being the most outspoken outspoken, unapologetic, um, free-spirited, um, fashionable, stylish, <laughs> um, Word. um, not afraid to push the envelope, um, loving, compassionate person that anybody that I ever met and that ever, that I ever touched would be, that would just feel warm in the inside when they, when they, when my name comes up. And not necessarily cry, but yes, of course, tears may come. But just be like, wow, this, he was just, he was Terrence. He wasn't nobody else. He wasn't trying to be like nobody else. He was Terrence. So, yeah, that's how I would want to be remembered. It's beautiful. Why is style filled with two wives? <laughs> um... That's funny. I don't think anybody's ever asked me this. When I say styles and I say two wives, oh, oh, wow. that's the um, biggest compliment you could ever give me is that I've asked you a question no one's ever asked you before. Thank you so much. For yeah, that. yeah. I don't think anybody asked me like why two wives. I think people just said, "Oh, it's spelled with two wives." Oh, okay, that's different. Um, so I, okay, so I go back when I got into this whole media, even this is before. I was, I've been acting since I was five, so this was not through the acting world. This is when I got into the whole fashion world. I used to model, then I became a wardrobe stylist, then I used to host fashion shows, then I became a fashion producer, then I had my own radio show. So it was around that time in my modeling time, no, in my wardrobe style time and fashion show time that I felt like I needed a last name, and my, my legal last name is Two Government. So okay. when I was, <laughs> you know, yeah, when I was modeling, they would call me, my name, of course, is Terrence, but that was, remember, Beyonce was just coming out, well, of course, she'd been out with Destiny Shaw, when she was Beyonce. Right. So, they, you know, she was becoming real big, and so they took my name and started calling me Terrence. 
And so that's what people just right. named. They just went, yeah, they just said Toronto. So I was like, okay, that's cute or whatever. And then um, people couldn't pronounce Toronto. So I was like, y'all put your name. And so I went back to just my my legal first name, Terrence. Um, and so, but I was like, I need a last name. And so at the time I was a wardrobe stylist. And so I was like, Terrence Styles. But I was like, I can't. I gotta, it's gotta, I need a, it can't be just Styles, S T Y L E S. So I was like, S-T-Y-L-E-Z. Then I was like, S-T-Y-L-E-Z-Z. I was, I was coming up with stuff. And then something said, I kept saying Styles. And I dragged the Y. And I was like, ooh, Styles with two Y's. So I hadn't seen nobody with that. Nobody with Styles with two Y's. And so that's pretty much how Terrence Styles came to be. And then, of course, the people that knew me back when I was calling myself Toronto, they would call me Toronto style. But, um, but yeah, that's where the two wives came from. I wanted to be different. As I mentioned, that's how I wanted, you know, people to know me being different, being out the box. And so that's how the two wives came around. And it just, they fit perfect. So I was like, okay. Because my first name, Terrence, has two R's. So I was like, well, mm-hmm. then my last name has two wives. So there you go. Perfection. Yep. I, lo- I love that story. Is there an opportunity for me to have you back on the show at some point to get into the whole fashion, radio, that part of your life? Because I didn't have enough time to get into all of that side of your life, but I did have a lot of questions for it. (laughs) But I wanted to bring you back at some point because I definitely do wanted to get into those parts of your life as well. Absolutely, I would th- I would say that probably the good time to do that is after this whole show is over because I can probably dive into this episode, this season and set it off. So I can dive mm-hmm. a little bit more deeper. Um, and after we do the reunion, because I can or right before we do it or after reunion, however you want to do it. But definitely after the season is over, so I can dive in a little bit more uh, about the season and definitely talk about the, the fashion and um, even more about my acting and be doing radio and hosting fashion shows. So yeah, absolutely, I'm open for that. I don't have a problem with that. Sure, let me know what works best for you. If, if you want to come will. on to promote the reunion, let me know. Or if you want to come on after the reunion's over, let me know. Yeah. We can do either one. Yeah, because right now we're halfway through the season and we have a lot more episodes to go. So um, I, we may be going into February. I'm not sure. I don't know exactly how many episodes we have left. But once I find tune exactly when the reunion's happening, um, around the um, episodes, I will definitely, um, definitely get back in back with you, and, and so we can definitely make that happen for sure. Okay, sweet. Well, I plan on staying in touch, so I'll check in. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. I, Sean, I want to. I, I just want to say I want to thank you for checking out little old me. I had no idea that <laughs> you had watched the manual and all that good stuff. But thank you for reaching out to little old me because. I don't take anything like this for granted. Um, I am a real simple guy. I live my life in front of the camera or behind it. My life still goes on. Uh, I have goals and dreams like everybody else. I'm not perfect. I'm trying to live like everybody else. I want to be loved like everybody else. And so I want to thank you for just reaching out to little old me to want to have um, a conversation with me. Because, you know, a lot of these a lot of these people, in this, a lot of cast members on this show say I'm boring. So I was like, I'll take those boring than messy any day. So, but I thank you. I do. I thank you for a lot of my heart. <laughs> I thank you. And listen, for me, I don't 
care about numbers, followers, da 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 da. Like, I care about the person, what you do. Like, I reach out to interesting people who just happen to have connections to reality, TV, pop culture, the entertainment industry, things of that nature. And so, you know, I came across your page and I like to research people before I bring them on my show. So then I came across your show, The Manual, and that was what really made me want to have a conversation with you because I was like, that show is fucking incredible. Like, I absolutely love that show. Like, it's a really, really beautiful concept. And I think that like everybody on my show should be seeing that because that's the type of content that like I would be doing had I thought about it, but that's right. what happens when you project yourself as 50 instead of actually being 50. I ain't got that yet. It's okay. It's okay. It's enough room for everybody. You know what I mean? And so you saying that just put some more um, flame under my uh, under my butt, or fire under my butt to make sure that I make season two happen of the manual. So I, I thank you for saying that because you just gave me just some more motivation and boost that I need to to bring this this new season together so i i thank you for for giving me that that push and that extra boost that i needed for sure thank you so much of course thank you because coming across that show really you know inspired me with some projects that i'm working on that i can't talk about right now but i'm doing some things that i'm working on right now and i'm really excited about it and seeing that really kind of inspired me to put even more into what i was already you know, going into it, like I already had 200% and just tacked on another 50% on, on to it seeing your, your, your show. I was like, wow, like that's <laughs> some impactful shit. Like that's dope. Thank, so you that, so thank you so much for that show. And that's just the beginning, Sean. That's just, that was just, I just gave you a little tidbit. That ain't nothing. <laughs> that's but just they, your they, own I, shit. Like, right. I, still got, I got more shit to show, more people to, to, different people to bring on. So, um, so yeah, but that right there, you saying that, that, that means a lot. That really, really means a lot. So I, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for that. Of course. And speaking of that, where can the people find you and all the things that you want to promote? So people can find me on um, Facebook, um, Terrence Styles, that's T-E-R-R-A-N-C-E, Styles, S-T-Y-Y-L-E-S. I'm on Instagram only, the number one, Mr. Styles, so that's O-N-L-Y, the number one, M-R-S-T-Y-Y-L-E-S. And they also can find my apparel line on Instagram, Suavity by Styles, that's S-U-A-V-I-T-Y by B-Y Styles, S-T-Y-Y-L-E-S. All right. Thank you so much, Taryn. Sean, I appreciate you. (laughs) Of course. And on that note, that has been our show. I appreciate every single one of you for tuning in. And a special thank you to my guest, Taryn Styles, for blessing the pod. I want to remind every single one of you to be real, stay in reality, and always bring the realness. I am Sean Ellis Rogers. This has been Real Reality Realness. And I put the mess in message. So until next time, love you, bye. Peace. Bye, guys.